listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. We're declaring that this is going to be, without question, the greatest year that we've ever had in the history of our lives. I'm going to tell you something that I'm actually confessing, that in one year, 2021, that God's going to do more for us in 12 months than has happened for us in a previous 36 months, 60 months. I mean, how many believe that God can do for you in one year what has not taken place in the previous five years? If you believe that, throw a hand up in the comments section. Hey, Daryl, great to have you on tonight. Love you. And uh, thank you. I appreciate that, Barrett. We like the nighttime set. (laughs) That's Miami behind me for anybody that's watching. Uh, Miami, Florida. We're just north of there um, here uh, outside of Fort Lauderdale. Tonight, um, as I was just meditating on this, the Lord started dropping something in my spirit that... um, I'm going to share with you. You saw the the title, First Responders. Um, I want to talk about this kind of more in depth tonight because you hear me use the phrase all the time, uh, victory tribe. And I call you guys the victory tribe. And we we talk about that. And we're going to be, uh, we are going to be this year releasing some some shirts and probably hoodies and stuff for for you guys that are part of the victory tribe. But I know there's people that jump on and they're like, what in the world is he talking about? Like, what is the victory tribe? They don't know what it is. And um, for those of you that know what I'm talking about, what I'm referencing is the fact that everybody who's a Christian, everybody that's in the body of Christ is part of the tribe of Judah. The reason I say that is because we came into the body of Christ through Jesus And the Bible says that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He came through uh, Judah, not Levi, which is an interesting thing because he's our high priest. And the tribe of Levi is actually the tribe where the priests came out of. And so Levi served the whole nation of Israel as priests. But then Jesus came and the Bible says that the priesthood changed just supernatural. And then all of us came into the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. So every one of us who are Christians are part of the tribe of Judah. Every one of us are part of the tribe of Judah. In fact, I want you to put it in the comments uh, tonight. I am Judah. Put it in the comments. I am Judah. And that that's our identity. It's who we are in the body. And um, as we're fasting and as we're praying, I wanted to touch on this subject tonight because it really is so powerful. It's so powerful when it comes to how you interact with life. I'm going to teach you a secret tonight that causes giants to fall. That's that's what I'm actually going to talk about. I'm going to teach you the secret from the word of God that causes giants to fall. I don't care how many of them there are. I don't care how big they are. We're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it. Causes giants to fall. We're talking about first responders. Hey, Lena, I just saw you, Lena. (laughs) We're first, we're the first responders. And, um, 
you know, obviously God's anointed us for what we're doing in these final hours of time before Jesus comes. But I want you to see this because there has to be a divine response anytime there's anything that contradicts your covenant. And so what I want you to see is as a first responder, and that's who you are in the body of Christ, you're anointed to remove anything that contradicts your covenant. You are Judah. You are Judah. If you have your Bible tonight, I want you to open it up with me to the book of Judges. I'm in the 20th chapter, Judges chapter 20, and um, I'm going to show you something from this chapter and uh, show you how it pertains to your life. There's an anointed, that's right, Barrett. I'm anointed to remove anything that contradicts my covenant by the power of the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. We love Gleaning Mission Church, Leanne. And so in this passage or in this chapter, a question is asked. A question is asked. And so the answer to this question seems to be the standard when we were talking, when we're talking about the tribes of Israel and their method. I want you to, I want you to look at this because I'm in Judges chapter 20. Um, let's look at verse. Let me see where I want to start. Let's start with verse number 18. Uh, we're, we're talking about Judges 20. I'm going to go with verse number 18. There's my friend Roberto. Love you, man. Glad you're on. The Bible says the people of Israel arose and went up to Bethel. By the way, that word Bethel, it's actually two words. It means the house of God. Beth, the house, El, the house of God. And they went to the house of God, hallelujah, and they inquired of God, who shall go up first for us to fight against the people of Benjamin? And the Lord said, catch this now, and the Lord said, Judah shall go up first, hallelujah, Judah shall go up first. Now, if you go back to the very first chapter of Judges, same book, but now we're back in the, uh, the first chapter, it's really interesting because as you look at the first chapter, the question is asked, who's going to go up, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, who's going to go up against the giants? Look at this in Judges 1. Judges 1.1, 1, 1, after the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord, who shall go up first? You see that? First. Who's going to be the first responder? Who's going up first against the Canaanites? That's the giants, by the way. That's the giants. Who's going to go up against first against the Canaanites to fight against them? Look at the Lord said again, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. Glory to God. This is getting me stirred up already, man. 
Who's going to go up first against the Canaanites? Remember who the Canaanites were. Wasn't just people. Bible says when they went out, they spied out the land of Canaan and they said there's giants in the land that are so large, so powerful that we look like grasshoppers in their sight. That's what we feel like and it's what they think when they look at us is what they said. And now the question is asked, who's going to go up first against the Canaanites, against the giants? Who's going to go up first? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Same thing he said in Judges 20 when they said, who's going to go up and fight first? Judah shall go first. Send Judah first. Hallelujah. Put that in the comments. Every person that's watching right now, send Judah first. Send Judah first. That's what I want you to write. We are the first responders. We are the first responders. Send Judah first. Now, it's really interesting because, and let me break this out because I didn't look this reference up or have it prepared. Um, Um, when, when the Bible's talking about <coughs> Judah and when, he, when his mother gave uh, birth to him, she chose the name Judah because it sounds like a Hebrew word for praise. Genesis 29, it sounds like a Hebrew word, yada which is why his mother chose it. Look at Genesis 29 and look at the context. Genesis 29, I'm setting this up before I teach on it. I want to set you in position. Keep putting in the comments, send Judah first. Look at this, Genesis 29 and verse 35. The Bible says, and I'll go back to verse uh, 34. Again, she conceived and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will be attached to me because I've borne him three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. Verse 35, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, listen to this, this time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. Now here in the footnote, let me read it to you. Uh, Judah sounds like the Hebrew word for praise, yada. That's what I was just telling you a moment ago. I would really like to see, because uh, I love this. If, if you guys have ever gone, we've been doing the Bible study every day, 13 chapters a day. We're reading the Bible in 90 days. Um, and we've sent you to miracleword.com forward slash study. If you're on that page of our website, there's all kinds of... Um, you have all kinds of resources. We show you the tools we use to study the word. One of those tools is the New English Translation Bible with translator's notes. I've got it up on my phone right now. It's such an awesome resource uh, because they took the time as they were translating the Bible into a new uh, translation to, to put down, I think there's like what, 60,000 notes, something like that. I think there's 60,000 notes. And, um, they took the time behind the scenes, the scholars did, to tell you why they made every choice they made in translation uh, into the English language. But I love this. 
And um, I'm going to flip over to that New English translation. Uh, I bet you money they have something really good here. See, they do. Uh, The name Judah means he will be praised. Hallelujah. And reflects the sentiment Leah expresses in the statement recorded earlier in the verse. Um, And it's, it's really interesting because, and it says the name, the meaning of the name Judah, and it sounds again, and they're doing the etymology through another uh, reference, but it says, and it sounds like the word yada for praise. And it means, uh, or here, Yehuda, which means he will be praised. And so uh, what it's saying is when people hear about the miracle God gave me in this baby, he will be praised. He will be praised. Uh, God, speaking of God, he will be praised. Anyone who hears his name will hear not just Judah, but that Yehuda, he will be praised. And so understand that the entire tribe, glory to God, man, I'm going to break this down for you because here's a revelation that if you can get a hold of it, it's life changing. Uh, It's funny that we have a God that says, I am a jealous God. I'll not share my glory with any man. I'll not share it with any man, any false God, any idol. In fact, anytime they moved into a new place, they were commanded to tear down the statues and the altars and the temples and the false gods and idols. Tear it down because I won't share my glory, my praise, my honor with any other man or false God. And it's interesting that that tribe of Judah and that word Yehuda in the Hebrew, he will be praised. It's a tribe that literally is defined by the fact he will be praised. And, and it's, it's so cool because that is the uh, tribe that Jesus came from. For Jesus is worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It's so interesting that God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 22, 3. And these things tie together because see, if you want to do it in your own strength and in your own uh, ability, do it without God's help. But if you want God's assistance, if you want God's help in doing what you're called to do in the, in the life and the plan that he's chosen for you, notice that as a first responder, glory to God, as part of the tribe of Judah, what we're doing Yes, I am using the ESV. What we're doing is that we are the tribe that praises him. We are the tribe. And the thing that defines us is he will be praised. That means if I'm in this tribe, I am making sure that he will be praised. He will be praised. He will be praised. And then when he is praised, guess what? He inhabits the praises of his people. And when he inhabits the praises of his people, It's catch this now. It's impossible for God to be praised and not show up. That's number one. But then dominoes are falling. One domino falls into the other. It's impossible for God to be praised and not show up. But then it's impossible for him to show up and not bring victory. Glory to God. (laughs) Woo. Hallelujah. It's impossible possible for God to show up and there not be victory. The Bible tells us that it says in second Corinthians three 17, that where the spirit of the Lord is, 
there is liberty or freedom. It's impossible for God to show up and there not be victory. It's impossible. That's why we send Judah first. That's why as the first responders, catch this, we don't go saying what we want to say. We, we don't go doing what we want to do. We don't go with our own agenda. No, we go with his praise in our mouth. And if his praise is in my mouth, he's going to come with me. He's going to show up and show up in power. And victory is going to be the result of this tribe talking about you and me going forth, going forth and going first. That's going to be the result of what we do. I don't, listen, I don't need to do it in my own strength and neither do you. I don't need to do it in my own power. We need to do it in the strength of the Lord and we need his assistance. We need his glory. We need his anointing. That's why Judah is on the earth because Judah is going first. God sent them first in the Old Testament and he's still sending us first in the New Testament. And in this New Testament uh, period that we, in which we live, it does not alleviate us of the praise that he's due. Glory to God. I mean, think about this. If you know that God inhabits the praises of his people, then when he's praised, he's pulled. Write that in the comments. When he's praised, he's pulled. When he's praised, he's pulled. We're pulling on his anointing. We're pulling on his glory. We're pulling on his power. When he's praised, he's pulled. That's how it works. That's how it works. He inhabits the praises of Israel. That's us. That is us. When he's praised, he's pulled. I think about this, that we know from reading the Bible that Jesus did not want to be crucified. Who would? Who in their right mind would? He actually goes into the garden and starts to pray. And he's praying a prayer of consecration. And he says, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Yet, let your will be done. If there's no other way, let your will be done. That's a prayer of consecration. His flesh didn't want to be crucified. No question about that. But he was still willing. He was still willing to do what his father wanted him to do. But can I tell you something that helped him ride into his purpose and ride into his calling? The Bible says... I'm sure his flesh wanted to stay out of the city of Jerusalem so badly. I'm sure his flesh would have liked to turn that colt and the foal and go somewhere else, right? I don't care. Let me ride into the sunset. Don't let me ride into my crucifixion. But no matter what, the Bible says as he's coming toward the city, let me tell you what actually pulled him in. People were lined up outside of the city with palm branches. And what are they doing? Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna. What are they doing? They're praising him as he's coming in. They're praising him. Thank you, Jesus, as he's coming in. And do you realize what's going on? As Jesus is coming into the city uh, for his crucifixion, their praise was pulling him into his purpose. Their praise was pulling him into his calling. Their praise was pulling him into his destiny. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. His flesh didn't want to come into the city, but their praise pulled him into the city. Oh, hallelujah. See, that's what praise does. Praise pulls his presence to where you are and activates the presence of God. It activates the presence of the most high God. I'll give you an example of that taking place in the New Testament. Of course, you've maybe heard me mention this before. But in Mark chapter 10, that verse that we just talked about, Psalm 22, 3, God inhabits, lives in, dwells in the praises of Israel. When he's praised, he sits or dwells in that praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. And if you look at Mark chapter 10, we have the story of Bartimaeus. And there's a whole lot of religious people that are around the city of Jericho as Jesus is getting ready to leave and he is leaving. The Bible says that as he's leaving, that Bartimaeus was sitting along the road and he heard that it was who? Jesus of Nazareth. I've pointed this out to you before. The crowd was saying Jesus of Nazareth. That's not his messianic name. That's not his God name. That's not his anointed one name. Here comes Jesus. You're looking at him like he's just another man. Are you looking at him like they did in Mark six, where they said, Hey, this is the same guy that grew up with us. We know. And he could do their no mighty work, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people. See, it was them looking at him with familiarity that stopped him from being able to move in the supernatural realm. Like he wanted to same thing is happening here in uh, Mark chapter 10. And if you've not gotten a chance to share the broadcast, share it real quick. Because in the 46th verse of Mark 10, they're coming out of Jericho and people are all saying, here comes Jesus of Nazareth. Here comes Jesus of Nazareth. But look at this, very interesting. And when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Son of David. That's a different name. That's a different name. Why do you think that he didn't hear Jesus of Nazareth was coming and then call for Jesus of Nazareth? He didn't say that. He switched it up on him. And he said, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Now look, Jesus didn't stop moving for any person who said Jesus of Nazareth, but the first person who said Jesus, son of David. By the way, this was a praise. (laughs) If you didn't know, this was a praise. How do I know? Because he's recognizing his divine identity and his divine calling and his purpose. 
He's calling out not for a carpenter, for a Messiah. He's not calling out for a natural man. He's calling out to a supernatural man, Jesus, son of David. And the Bible says, look at this, true to scripture in the way that Jesus Christ always fulfills the word of God because he's the word made flesh. The Bible says, Jesus stopped and said, look at verse 49, Jesus stopped. Glory to God. You see that? Do you see that? Jesus, praise, stopped Jesus in his tracks. Praise stopped Jesus in his tracks. He was leaving. He wasn't preaching. He wasn't holding a meeting. He didn't have a prayer line going. He was on his way somewhere else. And then praise stopped him in his tracks. Glory to God. It'll do the same for you. Do you know Bartimaeus had no miracle scheduled? He was not in the midst of a miracle revival. But through his praise, he provoked the power of God, pulled on the power of God. And look at what Jesus said, call him. And they said, get up and go to the master. He's calling you. Threw off his cloak, sprang up, came to Jesus. And look at this. Now, look what his praise did. It positioned him right in front of the master. Hallelujah. It positioned him right in front of Jesus, who then asked him a question that's life-changing. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? Are you seeing what's happening here? When you begin to praise, it provokes the mighty power of the almighty God. And things that used to be impossible become very possible. Things that used to be impossible become very possible when you start praising God. Why? Because it's part of our nature and our DNA as the tribe of Judah. Or that Hebrew word, Yehuda, which means he will be praised. And as we praise him, glory to God, things have to change. If you're a first responder, let me tell you what you do. That anytime a giant is standing in your face, it's in your path. There's hindrances, obstacles. There are roadblocks that are trying to laugh at you and make you feel like you'll never pass. Then what you do is identify in the tribe that you've come up in, the tribe of Judah, and you go first with praise. In fact, write it this way in the comments section, praise is my first response. Put it in the comments. Praise is my first response before anything else, before prayer, (laughs) before prayer. Oh yeah. Praise is my first response before prayer, before anything else, for crying out from your praise. You come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Those two things are our first responses as the tribe of Judah. 
You see stuff going on in the world. You see stuff going on in culture. You see stuff going on in the government. You see stuff going on in your state, in your church, whatever it might be. Let the first response be praise. (laughs) Devil's trying to come against you, trying to attack your body, trying to attack your mind, trying to attack your family, coming against your finances. Your first response is praise. Glory to God. It's praise. Praise is our first response as the tribe of Judah. How do you come at giants? You come at them with Judah. You come at them with Yehuda. He will be praised. You know why? Because when you think of it this way, it's the best spiritual way to signify and to convey that the giant means nothing. The giant means nothing. Praise is my first response. Let me tell you how it works. You see a giant, but you're not acknowledging the giant. You're acknowledging how big your God is. That's why. That's why. The giant's standing there. It's trying to come against me. It's mocking me. It's trying to attack my family. I'm not acknowledging the size of the giant. I'm getting the giant to acknowledge the size of my God. You think you're big? Wait till you see who's on my side. And if God's for me, tell me who can be against me. Praise is my first response. Praise is my first response. Well, brother, what about when you get a bad report? Praise God that his word is higher than the report you just got. (laughs) Well, this is what the doctor said. This is what my lawyer said. This is what they're saying on the news. This is what's going on in my job. This is what's going on in my family. Praise God that his word is over and above every other report in this world. That's what my praise is so important. It's exactly why my praise and your praise is so vital. It's because it's an acknowledgement that God is greater. You see that? Let me say that again, because if you've never heard this before, and I'm sure you may not have because churches don't teach this stuff. Praise is an acknowledgement that God is greater than what's going on in the world. And I want you to write that definition because it'll help you as part of the victory tribe to understand why we're the first responders. Praise is an acknowledgement that God is greater than what's going on in this earth. It's an acknowledgement. That's all. I mean, literally we're lifting him up. We're pointing to his greatness over top of what's going on in the world. I point to him. He's greater. Why would I be afraid when I've got a God that big? (laughs) Hallelujah. See that. Why would I be nervous when I've got a God that big? Why would I be afraid? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And I don't, I really, to be honest with you, I don't care what the enemy may try to throw out in 2021. I don't care. I don't care. I'll tell you exactly what my, my state of being is going to be in this year, no matter what happens. I don't care what the, what goes on in the natural realm. Let me tell you, I'm going to, uh, describe to you 
what my mindset, my state of being is going to be. The same as when they captured Peter after killing another Christian, put him in bondage, put him between two guards, locked him in a cell, probably with the uh, intention of executing him the next day. And when the angel came to set Peter free, he looked into the cell and Peter is fast asleep between the two guards, sleeping peacefully between two guards the night before what probably was going to be his execution. He wasn't jumping around the cell, praying in tongues, calling 19 people, get on the phone. We got to pray. We got to pray. The church was praying for him, but he was sleeping in perfect peace, in perfect rest. If you'll get, listen to this. If you'll give God perfect praise, he'll keep you in perfect peace. (laughs) If you'll give God perfect praise, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Bible says he'll keep you in perfect peace. Those whose minds are stayed on him. One of the ways to keep your mind stayed on him is by praising him. That's how I'm going to cruise. I'm soaring. We're rising up with wings like eagles. I'm soaring through this year in perfect peace. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm soaring through this year in perfect peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're soaring. I said we're soaring. I'm in Psalm 150. I love you, Lynn. The Bible says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Then look at this, the second verse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. I love it. And praise him according to his excellent greatness. Um, Question. For all those people that say, well, brother, we don't praise him for what he does. We praise him for who he is. If he never did another thing, I'd still pray. And people talk like that. We don't praise him for what he does. We praise him for who he is. No, we do both because the Bible actually commands us to praise him for what he does. That's what verse two says. Praise him for his mighty deeds. That's the whole point. Praise him for what he does. Praise him for what he does. Praise him for it. Now, here's two things to do. Praise him for what he has done. We're looking to the past. Praise him for what he's already done. And then praise him for what he's going to do. Two aspects. Praise him for what he's already done. I've I've preached this for years because that's the power of having a testimony is that let's say the devil attacked you with sickness. Look back over your life at another time where the Lord has healed your body and then praise him for that one. You say, well, I need another one. Yeah, but praise him for the one you already got months, years, weeks, whatever ago and say, thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer. Thank you that you healed me this time. Thank you that when my body was attacked, your anointing came upon me and healed me and set me free. And I thank you, Lord, that if you did it before, then you can do it 
again. Hallelujah. If you can, if you did it before, then you can do it again. And by pulling your testimony out of your past and praising him for that, you're lifting him up. You're magnifying him and allowing him to begin to work and do something new in your life. And so the Bible says, praise him for his mighty deeds. We praise him for the ones he's already done. And then we praise him for the ones he's going to do. In the book that just came out, uh, a, a Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, there's a whole section in here when I talk about prayer and how to pray when you're fasting. And one of the things that I teach you in this book, and you can get it everywhere, but one of the things that I'm talking about is the fact that I always use a, a method called a Thanksgiving and praise sandwich, a Thanksgiving and praise sandwich. I start my prayer time with Thanksgiving and praise. Then I petition God for what I'm believing for. Then I end my prayer time with thanksgiving and praise. They're like the two pieces of bread on a sandwich uh, and everything in between is my petition. But I start that way and I end that way. And the reason I do it is because I start by thanking and praising him for what's already come to pass. Then I end by saying, thank you, Lord. All the things I just prayed and asked you to do, all the things I just petitioned you for, I thank you that they're quickly coming to pass. I praise you that they're quickly coming to pass in Jesus' name. And then they come to pass. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Amen. And so we praise him for his mighty deeds. And I want to encourage you with this before we pray or do anything tonight is that in this year of 2021, one of the things we're going to have to make up in our minds, understanding who we are. I mean, truly, if we understand who we are, we're the victory tribe. We're the victory tribe. We're the tribe of Judah. Amen. And if we are the tribe of Judah, then guess what? We've got a responsibility to respond first and we respond by praise. Amen. Let's go over to second Chronicles. This is really, really interesting when you look at it this way. Now that I've given you that foundation. Now look at this story with everything that we've talked about so far tonight. We started in Judges. Who shall go up first? Send Judah first. Who shall go up to face the Canaanites first? Send Judah first. We know that Judah means he will be praised. We know it's the tribe of praise. It's the tribe Christ came through and the first responders response should be praise. Now, when you read second Chronicles 20 and study what's going on, none of it seems out of place to you. It all seems in perfect place. It's like a puzzle coming together. And we have like, we're not like wondering, I wonder how that happened. My God, that seems, it's not weird. It's exactly the way God planned for it to be. Look at it. The Bible says, um, and I'm going to start reading. I'm in second Chronicles 20. And let's start by looking at verse three, just one verse. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all 
Judah. If you don't know this, kind of a history kind of a thing about the Old Testament, the nation split at one time. So you had Israel as a nation and you had Judah as a separate nation. Judah was a separate nation. So look at this. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Amen. Then look at this. Verse 13. Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mattaniah, a Levite in the, uh, of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen to me, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, the, the Lord says to you, don't be afraid or dismayed at this great horde. For the battle's not yours. Whose is it? God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You'll find them at the end of the valley. You'll not need to fight in this battle. Glory to God. Stand firm and hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Tomorrow, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Thank you, Amber. Now look at verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah, habits of inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord, your God, and you'll be established, believe in his prophets and you'll succeed. And when they had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those catch this who were to do what, what were they going to do? who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. You see that? We're not behind, not to the side. Went out in front, went before the army and said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when, look at this, at the very moment they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush Glory to God. Thank you. Set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were routed. Hallelujah. Notice, at the moment they begin to praise God. See, that's the thing. If you're part of the victory tribe, if you're part of Judah, if you're part of Yehuda, he will be praised. Guess what? As you do what you've been called to do, as you do what the Lord has anointed you to do, you're going to have victory like you've never had. It's the first response in 2021 and every year. No matter what takes place, I'm starting with praise. <laughs> I love you, Jordan Bradford. Thanks, man. He said I'm on TV and live almost as much as the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put that in. It's my first response. It's my first response. It's going to be my first response in 2021. It's going to be my first response in 2022. The year ain't going to change it because my tribe doesn't change. My tribe doesn't change. My anointing remains the same. The power of God that's upon my life, the way I petition him, it does not change. My victory's not going to change. I'm not up one year and down the next. It's not a roller coaster for us. It's our first response. It's our first 
response. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a year that, that our first response is going to provoke God's power. And listen, what's not happening for other people is going to happen for us in Jesus name. I said, what's not happening for other people is going to happen for us in Jesus name. What's not happening for other people. Hear what I'm telling you. What, what kind of, what kind of stuff are we talking about? Other people getting laid off, you'll get a promotion. (laughs) Other people having to hoard and keep, you'll be given away and still will have more than enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what happened for others is going to be different than what happens to you. Praise is your first response. You're going to have the, you're going to provoke the divine favor of the almighty God. And in this year, as the tribe of Judah, we're going to see things happen that have never happened in the history of our lives as Christians. I'm honestly believing, believing it for every one of you, my friend, Aaron Meshagan, I'm believing for every one of you that what takes place in this year will be greater than the last five to 10 years combined together. I believe God can do a exceeding abundance, exceeding abundance. He'll exceed abundance in your life. There's my friend Gary. I love you. Steph, I love you. We're going to be fruitful in every season. That's right, Arm. We will not miss out. We are not going to go backwards. We're moving forward. Faith moves forward. The people of God are moving forward. Increase is going to be our story in 2021. It just is. And I don't care if the wicked don't like it. I don't care if they gnash their teeth, grind their teeth in anger. I don't care. It's going to be our story. No man determines your story. No government determines your story. No corporation, big tech can't determine your story. No secret society shaking hands behind closed doors and doing favors in private, taking bribes can determine your story. Your promotion, your blessing is governed by the most high God. Promotion doesn't come from the East or the West or the South. Promotion comes from the Lord and he decides who will rise and who will fall. And guess what? His eyes are going to find us in 2021 because we're dedicating ourselves to God. We are consecrating ourselves to God and catch this with me. His eyes will find us in 2021 and his mighty right hand will lift us up head and shoulders above the rest and make us a spectacle in Jesus name. Look at that testimony. Leslie Joy on YouTube said, amen. It already started. I sewed into your ministry the other night. Just got a $200 tip at work tonight on a $160 check. Hallelujah. Increase. Thank you, Jesus. Look at that. Just quick. I mean, quick. God's going to bless us quick in 2021. He's going to bless us quick. I'm not even going to use proper grammar and say quickly. He's going to bless us quick in 2021 in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want you to say this because this is what determines it. Put it in the comments. His eyes will find me. His eyes will find me. That's the story. Put it in. His eyes will find me. Thank you, Jordan Bradford, for sowing a seed. Jordan sowed a seed. It popped right up on my watch. That's never happened before. But thank you, Jordan, for doing it. My watch is telling on you, Pastor Jordan. His eyes will find me. That's right. And that's going to be our story all 
through this year, going into next year, the year after that, should Jesus tarry, his eyes will find me. What happens? Here's the question before we pray. What happens when his eyes find you? What happens when his eyes find you? The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth. Who's he looking for? People whose hearts are turned toward him. One translation, loyal to him. On whose behalf he will show himself strong and mighty. So when his eyes find you, he shows himself strong and mighty on your behalf. <laughs> Hallelujah. When his eyes find you, he shows himself strong and mighty on your behalf. That's going to be your story this year. Strong and mighty in every situation. Enemies are falling flat in front of your face. Sickness is running out of your body. Disease can't touch your house. Depression and anxiety have to run out the back door. Poverty has to let go of you and abundance is coming. He's going to show himself strong and not for everybody. Those whose hearts are turned toward him and his eyes is going to find, they're going to find you. His eyes are going to find you in Jesus name. I'm going to pray for you because hear me. This is what we're declaring through this time of fasting and prayer. Today is what? Day 12. Day 12, I've lost count. Day 12 of the fast. And we're standing strong. And we're praying. We're reading the word. We're doing, listen, these are markers. These are markers. Hear this. If you don't think of it this way, think of it this way. We're setting up markers. Okay? It's not just something that benefits us, and it does, but how? When I read the word, when I praise, when I pray, when I give, when I'm faithful, it's like if you were lost in the woods and you wanted someone to find you. It's like having a flare gun. I can put that thing in and shoot it up into the air and that, that orange flare goes straight up out of the woods. And if there's a helicopter search team looking for you, they can see exactly where that flare came up out of the woods. Every time we continue in consecration and dedication, it's a marker unto God. His eyes are looking for those flares going up from your spirit. Who's praying? Who's fasting? Who's studying my word? Who's praising? Who's giving? Who's faithful? His eyes are just scanning all the time. Scanning all the time. He's looking for markers. Looking for markers to go up. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. That's a marker. If my people, what's the story? Humble themselves. That was speaking of fasting. Humble themselves and pray Two markers going up to heaven. Then I will hear from heaven. See, markers, God latches on to them. And then he shows himself strong and mighty. I will heal their land. I will heal their land. God's going to show himself strong and mighty for you. 
as these markers keep going up. See, this isn't arbitrary. We're not spinning our wheels. This is not something that doesn't mean anything. We're not randomly, well, it's just a Christian discipline. It ain't just a Christian discipline. It's a supernatural marker and a provocation of the Most High God. And we, you should expect to see those kinds of divine results in your life. Let me pray for those that are watching me, because I'm telling you, you, you better get ready for the best year you've ever had. Keep your eyes off the news. Keep your eyes off of natural reports. Keep your eyes off the negative. Keep your eyes off of doubt and unbelief. Disconnect from people that don't have the word of the Lord in their mouth. Disconnect from people that reject God's wisdom. And hook up with people who are in faith and on fire. Hook up and stay connected. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying for every person watching me or listening that has an expectancy in their spirit to see your anointing and your power move throughout the earth. Lord, we're going to praise you. Hallelujah. We're going to magnify you. We're going to send markers so that your eyes find us first, so that we are touched, so that we are exalted, as your word says, so that you have something to work with. From this night, our first response will be praise. I don't care what we see. I don't care what we hear. Our first response is not a social media post. Lord, we will not flippantly call or text our friends. Did you hear what happened? Our first response will be praise unto you. It's an acknowledgement that you're greater than what's going on in the world. And you are greater. You are great and greatly to be praised. There's nobody like you, not in heaven, not in earth. Your mighty right hand can lift us out of any issue, set us on high above the people of the earth. We will have a distinction in 2021. We'll be distinguished from others that are going through crises. We will be glorified beyond the, the peoples of the earth that reject your word and reject your name. And it will be a spectacle for the wicked to see that God's power is greater than anything in the natural realm. And so Lord, we give you glory and praise because you're the only one that can do it. You're the only healer. You're the only deliverer. You're the only baptizer. You're the only provider. There's nobody else like you. And so we thank you. And we give you honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. And if you've made up in your mind, praise is going to be your first response. Somebody throw some emoji hands up in the comments section. And let me know that you're with me on this, Victory Tribe. Judah is who we are. Judah is who we are, and it's who we're going to always be. We're the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that same lion's anointing is in you, and it's in me. The wicked run when no one's chasing them, but the righteous, look at all those hands. Look at all those hands. The righteous are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. The righteous are bold as a lion. That's it. Keep throwing those hands up. It's who we are. I love you, Glenn. It's who we are. Jesus, we love you.
praise you. It's amazing. Amazing what God's about to do. Hey, Christian, I love you, buddy. Love you very much. (laughs) I feel the anointing tonight. Jump on this thing. I'm just telling you. Things are about to shift for the people of God in such a dramatic way. We will look so different than the rest. And God gets the glory for that. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Kareem. Love you, Glenn. I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed of faith tonight. A seed of faith that's going to change something. Do you know when you sow, it's actually a form of praise and worship. Why, why do I say that? Because especially in times when it looks like, like last year, when you were supposed to hoard, hold back, save up. We don't know what's going to happen. We sowed so much in 2020 that we sowed more than we've ever sowed in the history of our lives, me and Carolyn. And it's a sign that you believe God's provision power is greater than what's going on in the earth. Shows you have no fear. Shows that you believe God is the provider and he's greater than the attack of the enemy. When you praise God through your sowing, it's you saying, God, I trust you above my job, above the government, anything. You're the provider, not a man, the most high God. And so I want to encourage you right now. The Lord's speaking to you. The Lord is speaking to you to sow a seed. And the information's on the screen. You can go to miracleword.com. All of the options are there. Thank you, Rose, for sowing. You can do what Rose did on Facebook or Twitter or Periscope. You can use hashtag donate and sow a seed that way right in the comments section. On YouTube, you cannot do that. But on Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook, you can. You can always go to miracleword.com. Cash app, like Pastor Jordan did, you can use Cash App. Our cash tag's on the screen. PayPal from around the world, that's on the screen. Venmo is the exact same as Cash App, except instead of a dollar sign, it's an at symbol. MWGive. You can use that any of those ways. Any of those ways. And sow a seed. And I want to encourage you to do it because things are changing. Thank you, Tyre. Appreciate you. Thanks for sowing. And you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, something, something took place, at, what was it, last night and all day today. Thank you, Kayla. Something happened last night and all day today. Or no, it was two nights ago, wasn't it, Tiff? Two nights ago. Thank you, Summer. Kayla. Um, it was like an anointing or a spirit of generosity hit. Came on me. I got home, sowed $1,000. And thank you, Glenn. Something hit, I think it was two nights ago, all day yesterday. It's been on it today. People, the Lord's speaking to people. Something important's going on right now in the supernatural realm. And people are sowing because of it. I'm doing the same. You know what's amazing? Is that as great as 2020 was, this year is going to be better. And I'm going to do more for the Lord this year than I did last year. Without question. I'm going to do more this year than I did last year. Thank you, Molly. Thank you to people that are sowing. I'm telling you, God is on something with his people. He's leading us. It was, yeah, Leslie said it was two nights ago. Just something hit. Spirit of generosity. I'm telling you, it's the anointing guiding us. 
as the victory tribe. He's guiding us. God's leading people to sow largely. I think we had like five or six people right in a row sow $1,000. Somebody jumped on and sowed $2,000. And I'm just telling you, people keep, the Lord's dealing with people. He's dealing with you that are watching. Something, see, God does it by the leading of his spirit. That's why anytime you've ever watched this broadcast, you've never, you've never done it by my leading. You've never done it by my leading. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that a man of God can't have a word from the Holy Spirit about your giving. Of course he can. But I've never, I've never felt to do that. I've never said, you know, I want right now, you know, 10 of you to sow $100. I've never done anything like that. But something happened two nights ago, and it's flowing right now. And God's speaking to people. And I know it's because of something. Because God has harvests ready to come. Here's the thing you got to know about how God works. He has a plan to bless you. Whether or not we interact with that plan is up to us. This is what I've learned about being led by the spirit. God always has a plan to bless us, but whether or not we interact with that plan is up to us. And one of the ways, and one of the major ways, because Harvest doesn't answer to anything else other than seed. If we're going to interact with his plan to bless us, then when he speaks that instruction to sow that seed, that is the direction into the thing he has planned for you. It absolutely is. And so he's speaking to you right now. And as he is speaking to you, I want to encourage you to take one of these steps, whatever it is that the Lord's telling you to do, Take one of these steps. If it's not hashtag donate, go to the website. Maybe it's the fact that the Lord's dealing with you to stand with Carolyn and me uh, in partnership on a monthly basis. Do you know, now that we've jumped on television, we're not just feeding hundreds of children every day. Now we're going to be on television around the world. And do you know what's interesting? I've never taken a special offering for that on here or anything like that. God's going to provide every dollar, every dollar. There's no pressure. There's literally no pressure, but you're going to get involved with it. And guess what? You're going to be blessed because of it. As people are being saved, delivered, healed, you're going to be a part of that because of your sowing. Thank you, Ruby. Wow. Look at Todd, Janine, and Kyle Kuba. I think that's Janine typing them. He once had us clear out our bank account and two days Later, triple the amount came in. Look at that testimony. See, when God, see, what, what that testimony shows you is that when God gives you an instruction like that, it's because he's got a blessing on the other side of it. Brian said, you got a hundred coming. Amen. Thank you, Brian, for sowing that seed. I see you on Periscope. Thank you for sowing that seed. I'm telling you, God's speaking to people to do significant things. Maybe things you've never done before. We're here in the first month of the year and we're setting ourselves on track to see that kind of amazing increase hit our lives. Amazing increase. So do what he tells you. Whatever the Lord tells you. I found out that the secret to being blessed is what Mary, the mother of Jesus, told the servants in John 2. Whatever he says unto you, do it. <laughs> That's the key. That's how you stay blessed. Whatever he says unto you, 
do it. Thank you, Sean and Shauna. If you're going to do it in the comments, Sean and Sha- or Shauna, you have to use the hashtag donate symbol first, unless you sowed it another way, obviously. Marjorie, thank you for sowing a seed. There came one in. Christian, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Christian, for sowing that seed. I appreciate it. I love you. Love you very much. Believing that during your fast, God's going to not only show you things you've never seen, but lift your head and shoulders above the rest. I love Jordan, Christian, and Faith. I mean, God is using them. If, you, if I could just, if I had time to tell you about Jordan, Christian, and Faith, Raybert, blow your mind what God is. Of course, they have anointed parents that have trained them up, but God's blessing them abundantly. Your children will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Thank you, Doreen. Look at this. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Something's happening. Something's happening. God is t- speaking to his people. He's talking to his people. And things are happening. This is, listen, when I say for the faithful, this is going to be the greatest financial year you've ever had. I'm just saying brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> brace yourself for the kind of increase that would blow other people's minds. And you're sparking it right now as you're sowing seeds. Sowing seeds and obeying the Lord. And see, he's speaking. People are feeling it. They're hearing it. He's speaking to you. Tyra, if you need to, you can always just go to miracleword.com and do it right there on the website if you're having an issue with the link. Miracleword.com. And it's amazing. Kayla said, yes, I'll train my children up the way they should go. They'll not depart from it, Kayla. That's right. Kayla, you started a new family tree of faith and victory. And your children will be even more blessed than you are. And you'll laugh, laugh, laugh as you watch it happen. You're welcome, Tyra. God's speaking. Lord, let every one of us clearly hear what your Holy Spirit is saying tonight. As we release this seed into the kingdom, I pray that it would quickly come back in a harvest like we've never known. Give us the faith to step out and sow the kind of seed that makes the flesh nervous and the spirit happy. And we thank you, Lord, that as we're sowing this, things have already started behind the scenes. They're already coming to pass putting ourselves in position for the best 2021 ever, best year ever, in Jesus' name. I don't feel the transition from this. God's still speaking to people. Somebody, he's speaking to you to sow largely. There's somebody watching right now, and you know exactly who you are because you've been feeling it, and you're trying to fight it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. The Lord is telling you to do that, and it's a large amount. It's a large amount. I know it in my spirit. Don't wrestle with God. Do what he's asking you to do because he doesn't do it to manipulate you. He's doing it to bless you. There's your link again. Oh, there's the link, Tyra, for you. God's leading you to bless you. And somebody right now is wrestling with a large amount. I don't even know what the amount is, but the Lord spoke to me. I'm speaking to them. Don't transition away. And I won't. I won't. I'll let the Lord speak to you. 
<laughs> it is a great year, Lena. What a great year this is. I agree. I agree. You know, it was making me laugh when I just said that because, I mean, the Lord didn't speak to me what the amount is, but he said, don't transition away. I feel this in my spirit. Thank you, Jackie. Look at that. The Lord is dealing with you. I know there's others, but it made me, it made me think of the fact I heard a preacher say one time, it always kind of freaked him out when, look at that, Jackie just sowed 800, Carolyn just texted me a couple of minutes ago, somebody sowed 1500, I'm just telling you something's happening right now, something's happening right now, the Lord is speaking to people. You know, as we're, as we're fasting and praying, financial breakthroughs are going to happen for us. There's a connection. And I've not done a ton of teaching on this, but I'm just telling you, there's a connection between your fasting and praying and your giving. Those are the three things Jesus taught on in Matthew 6, when you give, when you fast, when you pray, they're connected. They're connected. They're connected. And so I want you to see something. The Lord's speaking to you for financial breakthrough. It takes a financial seed. I agree, Kristen. It's going to be your best year ever. And the Lord's dealing with people in their belly. Because what he's doing is setting us up for financial breakthrough. You know, I was reading what Dr. Bob Rogers wrote. And of course, I've, I know Dr. Bob Rogers. So I've talked to him multiple times about this and heard him talk about it. And here's a man. He wrote the foreword to our book on fasting. He's written more about fasting than anybody else in the last hundred years. And he said, and he fasts all the time. He said, you know, one thing that I've noticed, Ted, he said in the 21 day fast. Now he said this, I, I didn't say it. I'm telling you what he's had, it, what his experience has been. He said, I've noticed that during the 21 day fast, he said, every time I've done it on the 21st day, there's a financial breakthrough. He said that. Now, obviously, I'm not giving you a scripture to support that. I'm telling you what his experience has been. He said on a 21-day fast, I've noticed on the 21st day, you always step over into. And he said, now, here's what was interesting to me. <clears throat> he said this, even when I'm doing longer fasts, he said, when I'm on 30 days, if I fast 40 days, and sometimes what they'll do, and I know he's done this, he did this a couple years ago where he'll fast 40 days totally and then he'll transition to the six to six fast, but keep on going. And he said, even when I, um, even when I fast longer amounts, 30 days, 40 days, whatever, 60 days, he said, still on the 21st day, I see a financial breakthrough. So 
it's, it's just something supernatural. I'll tell you. Um, he said one of the day, one of the times he did it, the Lord spoke to him to buy a parcel of land and he bought it. And, uh, when he did, he found out later that the land not only had oil on it, part of his land had water on it. He was able to sell the water rights and the, no, it was not oil. It was gas. He was able to sell the get like the gas, the natural gas and the water rights on the land. And what God led him to do in fasting and prayer and on the 21st day, breakthrough. Breakthrough. So I'm, I'm just telling you, God's leading us to do something for financial breakthrough. Hmm. We'll pray for you, Faith. Not, I'm not sure why it pains you to hear me mention finances, but we'll pray for you. Take authority over suffering in Jesus' name. Take authority over every attack of the devil that's come against faith. Whatever attack that's sent, whatever traumatizing event, we curse it in Jesus' name. Be free, faith, in Jesus' name. Be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Have you done what the Lord has told you? Those of you that are watching, if you have, get ready. Increase is coming like a flood. Lord may still be dealing with you. Do what he's asking you to do. Because this is going to be a year of financial breakthrough in Jesus' name. Financial breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for every person that was faithful to do what you asked them to do. Thank you that you're opening the doors for us. Thank you that tomorrow begins Miracle Word Television and that souls are going to be saved all over the world. Thank you for such a wonderful group of people that you've connected with this ministry, the Victory Tribe. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for their children. Thank you for their faithfulness. I ask you to bless them abundantly in 2021. Let them be so blessed. Let them be so blessed that it's clearly seen from far away. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? My wife just texted me to share this story with you. She said, tell them this story, and I will. See, when you, when you decide in your heart that you're going to be a sower. When you decide you're going to be a sower, God gives seed to the sower. That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9. He gives seed to the sower. So I'm going to tell this story. I was, as you guys know, I was in revival last week for eight days, nine services in eight days. Carolyn was here with the kids. Uh, in Florida while I was preaching and she was on the front row and the Lord spoke to her and said, set it up in your heart and in your spirit. I want you guys. And then gave her two ministers, two ministers he put in her spirit and said, I want you both to sow a certain amount, a good amount into each of these men personally 
every single month of 2021. Amen. And, the, and I don't mind to tell you, the amount was $1,000. And so he said every single month, I mean, put it in, just put it in your mind like it's a bill. It's a seed. It's a first fruits offering. But spoke to her. I want you to do it every month for both of those men and bless them. Give it to them personally. Don't give it to their ministries. You know, we give to ministries also, but this is for them personally. I'm telling you, listen, listen to this. It was not. I mean, it couldn't have been an hour. It couldn't have been one hour. Not one. After the Lord spoke that to my wife, I'm a thousand, I don't know how many miles away I was, 700 miles away. I'm 700 miles away. And the same amount that the Lord spoke to my wife to give to those ministers as a seed, somebody walked up to me and put that money in my hand. <laughs> you talk about giving seed to the sower. God not only just spoke, here's what you're to sow. He put the exact amount in my hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, guess what? He's going to do the same thing every single month. He'll give me the seed. I'll sow it. My harvest will come quickly. And the harvest is multiplied. <laughs> the harvest is multiplied. I want you to hear this. Those of you that are planning to sow and that have sown, get ready. He gives seed to the sower. And that's how our God works. And those of you that are, you've got a word in your spirit and he's still dealing with you to sow and you haven't stepped out yet. I'm just telling you, take a step of faith and sow. He'll put seed in your hand. He's already put it in your house. What you need for the increase you're believing for is already in your house. And when you sow the seed, get ready for the harvest because that's exactly how it works. I want to encourage you, and I'm glad my wife texted me that because you do need to hear it. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It's a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural thing. And so I'm just saying this to you because God has a plan to bless you abundantly. And I thank God for you. Let me pray for a good night. Father, we thank you for every one of these. Give them a peaceful rest. A peaceful rest in Jesus' name. Bless them as they sleep. Strengthen their body as they fast. I see that prayer request from Ariana. I pray that she gets the best possible job that's available in Jesus' name. Lord, for all of the Victory Tribe connected to this ministry, whoever's believing for jobs, let them get the best jobs available in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it. Give them peaceful rest tonight. Strengthen their bodies. We thank you, Lord, for it. We give you glory for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for lifting us up, head and shoulders above the rest. Thank you for protecting us from harm and danger. Thank you for healing our bodies. 
Thank you for keeping our families. This is going to be the best year you've ever given us, Lord. We know it. And we praise you ahead of time. Love you too. God, we give you all the glory and praise tonight. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. I love you all so much. We're coming back in the morning. Be here at 10.30 a.m. New York City time. And back again tomorrow night. Now listen to me before I go. Next week, as you know, we finish the fast on Friday. So we have uh, tomorrow, which is Thursday and Friday, left this week for uh, night services. Thank you, Summer. Love you. So we have tomorrow and Friday for the 9 p.m. sessions. And then we've added a Saturday morning broadcast. But next week, again, it's going to be 10.30 a.m. and 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay? On the Friday night, as you know, it's a breakthrough prayer and communion service. Next Friday night at 9 p.m., it's a breakthrough prayer and and communion service. I had a pastor text me tonight while I was in church. He said, I'll tell you, I'm thinking about just putting it on the big screen and having a watch party in our church for the breakthrough service. I hope he does. It's going to be a powerful night. But what we want you to do is send your prayer request to us for that service. Right there on the screen is how you can do it. You go to miracleword.com forward slash prayer. And I want you to send us all of your prayer requests. We're going to print them out. I'm going to lay my hands on them. We're going to pray and we're going to give God the glory for the miracles we're going to receive. And then we're going to have communion together on Friday night. And we're going to break the fast Friday night, having communion and giving God thanks and praise for what he's about to do in 2021. So I want to make you aware of that. It's going to be a great, great night. January the 22nd, 9 p.m., Breakthrough Communion and Prayer Service. Send us your prayer requests. I love you so much. Listen, have a wonderful night. I'll see you in the morning, 10.30 a.m., right here. Don't miss it. Be blessed. I love you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.